Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We welcome you back to the show and let's go out to Indianapolis. We have a lot of things going on this hour. Soccer with Lutz Fan and Steel. We'll take some Cardinals phone calls. We'll hear about the APGA event that was in St. Louis. Uh, the winner of that wire-to-wire, Chase Johnson, visiting with Dan Reardon. Right now, we are just about to see NASCAR fire up at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where they ran some IndyCar yesterday. And Chris Blair is general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. A little road trip for you. Oh, yeah. We're up here right now in Gasoline Alley, same place I called you from uh, for the Indy 500 a few months ago. Uh, but, yeah. It's uh, going great. Big news here today. Kyle Larson just announced uh, he's running the Indy 500 next year and the Coca-Cola 600. Same day, 1,100 miles, hopefully. That was the big news that none of us really saw coming. So that's uh, pretty exciting. uh, That is big. Larson, he is one of the best drivers in the world. So here he goes. At it again. He is something else, isn't he? Yeah, he just won the Knoxville Nationals in sprint cars last night at the Knoxville, Iowa for a $175,000 win. So he's He's on a hot streak, that's for sure. No doubt about it. So uh, yesterday's race I watched, and I saw Scott mm-hmm. Dixon edge out Graham Rahal in a thrilling pass there on the final few laps. What did you think? Oh, man, it was exciting just from the very start of that race. You know, it was great seeing Graham rebounding. It's his first pole, I believe, in six years. So seeing Graham coming on hot, uh, that's great. Uh, good That team is coming back after failing to qualify for the Indy 500, you know, back in May. So uh, that gives them some momentum coming into our race here in a couple of weeks. And Graham, he's he's I think he's better on ovals than he is on road courses. So uh, that's that's great to see. Maybe we can see somebody break up the momentum of Joseph Newgarden, who's won the last five races on ovals. Yeah, Newgarden with an early exit yesterday. He's okay though, right? He's uh, supposed to be in town, I think, this coming week. Yeah, he's actually in town doing a media tour for the Bomberito 500 uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, so, but yeah, he's in good, he's in good shape. It did hurt his points. Uh, standings a little bit it's gonna be tough for him to catch Alex below but uh, again you know Joseph he's won at our place four times and he's won really the last five uh, oval races so uh, if there was ever a chance for him to swing for the fences and get that last shot our racetrack will be the one that could do that for him now I'm going to come over and see Joseph tomorrow before I head to the ballpark so I'm looking forward to that tomorrow afternoon this is Chris Blair general manager worldwide technology raceway the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 is Sunday August 27th at 2 30 you know, you and I have talked about this. I've been in a partnership with the track for some time now, Curtis Francois and your great staff, and I've enjoyed watching the development of NASCAR and how that took hold this community. But to be quite honest, IndyCar has been a stalwart. I mean, IndyCar has been there and has been strong for a while, hasn't it, even through the pandemic? Yeah, 
even through the pandemic. You know, this is a big move for us. We've traditionally been a Saturday night race, but we saw that opportunity to uh, be on the, the main NBC network. It's been, I think we're the only uh, major sporting event uh, originating from St. Louis this year that will actually be on NBC network and maybe the only one on uh, any of the major networks. So we're pretty excited about that. It's a great way to showcase St. Louis and everything that we have going on. Uh, so it's, that's going to be good. Uh, ticket sales are strong. Uh, we have the USAC Silver Crown Race running that same day. So we're really giving the fans a lot of racing in a very short window of time on that Sunday afternoon. And you have a lot of stuff going on Saturday, right, including qualifying and practice. Yeah, qualifying and practice plus the Indy Next Series, which is formerly known as Indy Light. And they had an incredible race here on Friday at IMS. Uh, Levi Jones, who uh, used to live over in Swansea, Illinois, he's now running that particular series for IndyCar and doing a tremendous job with it. There's a lot of growth, a lot of new teams. And the racing has been absolutely spectacular. So both Saturday and Sunday, full days of racing. And we're going to be making some announcements this week about some music add-ons that's going to be coming along for that race as well. So it's uh, another one of those, more than just a race, it's also a party at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I like it. Last thing, Chris, who is joining us from Indianapolis, uh, what are they saying about us? Because I know a lot of them come over, uh, and uh, throughout this region they come over to watch IndyCar here. But what are they saying? I mean, they're, the, they're the kings, after all, uh, about your track. Oh, everybody's just raving about the racetrack and all the changes and improvements. The, the new Gateway Garage experience, uh, when the IndyCar drivers saw what we had in place during the NASCAR race, which we unveiled then, they're all really excited about it. And a lot of fans are wanting to come see what we're doing different every year. Curtis Francois, the owner, just keeps making improvements, and the fans love to see it. They look forward to coming back, and so do the drivers. Well, when I saw you were in Indy, I wanted to make sure I got you on the air for a few minutes because it's always great to have my motorsports reporter, Chris Blair. <laughs> on the show, <laughs> you're the best, man. Uh, I'll, thanks right. for thanks for everything that you do, and I appreciate you joining me from Gasoline Alley. All right, we'll see you at the races in just two weeks. I'll see you at the track. I'll be over there tomorrow. There's Chris Blair, General Manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Big race coming, Bomberito Automotive Group 500 on August 27th, two weeks from today. Also, finally, they are back at it. That will be one week from today, and that is St. Louis City SC. They'll be playing Austin, the team they opened with this season. Now they get them in their house after stealing one down there. First place city. We'll talk to Lutz Fan and Steel. He is the sporting director for City, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. It's 1115, joined every Sunday by the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, and that's Lutz Fan and Steel. One week from today, he is going to be an extra busy man because he will be hosting Austin that night. Welcome to the show once again. Lutz, how are you? Oh, we made a bless, Lutz. Did we go? Oh, there he is. Lutz, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. There he is. Uh, I, what I was asking, you probably did hear it, or maybe not, but uh, that you had a, a little bit of a layoff here, but finally we get back to it with MLS matches, and on Sunday, a week from today, when you and I talk, you're going to be a busy man with a game that night. Yeah, I think, you know, it was a good a good little break for us uh, also to get a bit of energy back, but also uh, focus on the last 11 games. We had a 
a good scrimmage uh, away at Atlanta uh, yesterday against one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. I think um, we're definitely ready uh, and can't wait for next week. Yeah, how did that go? A 3-3 match, and I know you had a little bit of a wait to get through that one, but how did everybody come out of that? Yeah, it seems to the, the thunderstorms, they're following us everywhere. Hmm. Um, it was like not as bad as the last time, so it was only a 45-minute delay. Uh, yeah, 3-3, you know, Atlanta, very good team. I mean, with Almada, I have a current world champion with Argentina, like just a very good technical team, but we played for 120 minutes, so a little bit longer. So everybody who traveled uh, got a good amount of time, got some minutes. And in the end, I think the 3-3 three, three was, a, was a fair result. Uh, and it was a good preparation for us as well as for Atlanta. In terms of health, how has this break been for your squad from that standpoint? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, having started the season or started training in early January and uh, we worked uh, through the whole time, and I think uh, we saw that in, in, the, in the League's Cup that we were a little bit tired. So uh, that break now, I think, gave us an opportunity to regroup, to let the guys also get their mind a little bit away from football for, for five, six days. And they all came back. Uh, they worked by themselves. They, they, they're burning again to be on the field. And I think the last week in training uh, was very good. Um, so I think the break was really important for us to, to really focus on on the most important competition for us this season, and that's definitely the MLS. I know you probably all get worn out about us asking about Klaus, but as close as he is, it, it is starting to get exciting to think that he could be back out there soon. Yeah, it uh, looks very good, you know. I mean, he, so he's training now fully with the team. Uh, we still gave him a rest yesterday, but uh, uh, the next week is definitely very important, so it's uh, it's just around the corner. Um, I can't promise you that uh, we will see him yet against Atlanta, but uh, you never know uh, but, uh, against against Austin. But then what, what's going to happen in the future? I think he's very close now. Uh, everything is healed up properly, and we're very positive that we will see Klaus again very soon in his scoring form. Lutz Fanestiel is with us. Uh, you will be taking on Austin on Sunday night. It's an 8.30 start. That crowd will be revved up after all that uh, pre-gaming. And you'll have a match against a team that you actually beat to start the season. Can you take me back to that day? And by the way, I wasn't there. I, I almost made it down there, but I understand that atmosphere was very good. And you went in and won your first match as an MLS team and did it at Austin. What was that experience like? Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, one of these uh, special moments, I think, uh, in the club's history. Uh, first ever game against a team which finished second last year. So uh, we were the big outsider, the big underdog. And uh, somehow we it, 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 it was the start for us to have an unbelievable first five games with five wins. Yeah, Austin is a good team. You know, they, they, they started bad, uh, but um, they're now in position five. They, they're not that far uh, behind, they definitely also a playoff contender for sure, and uh, to beat them in the first game was good. So um, you know, I'm a very superstitious person, and uh, uh, like the week before we played Austin away, we also played a friendly game against Atlanta. So that's why I was very happy to play against Atlanta again a week before the Austin game, and you know they have players like the UC, which is one of the top three, four players in the league, um, and, and, and they have different makers. So 
it's it's again uh, looking at the table. Of course, everybody thinks we are number one. It should be should be an easy home win, but I think it's far from that. Austin is a team you always have to have on the list of the contenders, and we need to really be at our best and work hard to get a result. When you look at the job that Bradley Carnell has done, how do you see that? And knowing that it's his first year as a head coach, although he has filled in as an interim coach uh, in New York and spent a lot of time around New York. He knows the league, obviously. But what? Wh- how would you describe the job that he has done to this point? Uh, yeah, first of all, you know, I mean, lots of people always uh, seem to be very surprised about that. And, and I'm actually not surprised at all. I mean, that was, uh, for me, something which uh, was one of the main reasons because Bradley knows the football we want to play. Uh, he kind of exactly... Uh, is the guy who can implement our pressing style, our, our our way of play, our philosophy. So, and then I'm, again, I'm not talking about results, and I'm not talking about uh, positions in the table. I'm talking about implementing a philosophy and and get the players either 100% to what we do, work hard for each other, and put the team as uh, out there as the superstar. I think I think that is something what what Bradley stands for. What is uh, definitely that what he enjoys the most about football. And and that's what he did, and he did it in a, in, in a, in a great way. You know, it's, it's the whole coaching stuff. Everybody works in the same direction. Everybody clearly follows the way we, we prepared and we planned already since three years, and that we're getting that result. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's the, the, the hard work on the, on the training field by the coaching staff, especially by Bradley, uh, to be flexible, to, 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 to be always focused, and especially to motivate the players and, and keep them going. It's uh, not always easy with so many games to always not just keep the legs fresh, but especially keep the mind fresh to be out there. And, I mean, you saw lots of games we played, and, you know, our style is, is very demanding physically. Our style is not easy to contain over 90 minutes. So it's uh, sometimes a, a very, very uh, thin line. Uh, the, a team gets easily tired or a team is, is, is top fit. So I think that's what the coaching staff did uh, unbelievably well, that we really were competitive from day one. We never give up. We always fight our hardest. And we have a clear style and a clear philosophy. And Bradley did a great job. Yeah, I mean, you wear other teams out, but you can wear yourself out, to your point, with that style. So you have to be able to have a balance there. There's also that working with players who aren't playing and encouraging them that this time around they won't be out there, but they will be the next time. There's a there's a delicate way to handle that as well, isn't there? Yeah, and if you look at the, the numbers of players we played, also the numbers of formations, uh, starting elements, we changed. There was not many times we started the same 11. So there was always a very good rotation. Uh, and, and players who uh, some of the fans already forgot about. Uh, you know, they stepped up when it was time. Look at the way uh, Josh Yarrow performed uh, in, in, when he came on, uh, or also Akil Watts came on. Players who didn't uh, play many minutes, uh, or no minutes at all in, 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 the, in the first big part of the first part. And when they were really called up, you saw that uh, the mentality, I think, uh, is our, our secret sauce. Everybody works for each other, and uh, the trust, trusting each other on and off the field is important, important as well. So it's a lot about also the personalities we have out there, the personalities we see every day on the training field. And then again, the man- management, this micromanagement is, I think, uh, extremely important because if you have 11 happy players 
and 15 unhappy players, you can't win a single thing. It's all about that everybody is always involved and everybody is valued exactly the same way. Roman Birki is exactly as much valued uh, uh, valued as uh, a player who has played only a few minutes. You know, it's all about uh, St. Louis City. It's all about the club. It's all about the team. And it's not about any, any individual. Lutz Fantasy is with us for just a few more minutes. Uh, you also have still the League's Cup is going. And you're going to have Nashville against CF Monterey. They're the last remaining Liga MX team in this World Cup-style tournament. One of those will be playing in the final. And the other semifinal is the Philadelphia Union, 6 o'clock Tuesday night, will be hosting Inter-Miami. Speaking of not being surprised, Messi has taken this league by storm and is showing what he can do. With all of that said, as good as he is, it's still unbelievable. I mean, to watch this unfold, it, it is pretty amazing. How do you view it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we were really felt it uh, probably the most because we played against Inter Miami uh, one day before uh, Messi actually was officially introduced to the league. And we beat them 3-0, and, and, and uh, they didn't really look uh, at a team which, 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 which was in a great shape. And then with Messi, plus, of course, Busquets and, and Jordi Alba, you know, it, it, it had a massive impact. But just looking at Messi, the way he, uh, he literally just uh, took the league by himself, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, along the free kicks, uh, his, his movement off the ball, uh, the blind understanding with Busquets, it's it's great to watch. It's fun to watch, and uh, you know, I, I also, I really, literally inhaled every minute of, of Inter Miami since Messi is here. Um, yeah, uh, definitely something where we all benefit from a lot. Where not just the MLS or the MLS clubs or, or, or players, but I think the whole soccer community in the United States and Canada are the big winners of of, of that deal. Um, it's interesting now to see, uh, you know, how Inter Miami will also do in the league. You know, the League's Cup is one competition, but the league, the league is something else completely different. And again, Messi will score his goals. Messi will be uh, the best player ever played in the league. That's all facts. But then again, they have to chase uh, a lot. They are very, very far behind the playoff spot. And I'm really curious and even a little bit excited to see if they still can turn this season completely around. Me but too. I believe they will win the MLS. The, 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 I, I'm sure they will win, actually, one of the two cup competitions where they're still in. Wow. Yeah, I, me too. I, I'm I'm absolutely mesmerized by the whole thing. I, I think that there's a, a real chance that they can make a run. But as you mentioned, they're at the bottom of the East right now with 18 points clear at the bottom. You know who's at the top of the West? St. Louis City, 41 points, 11 matches to go. They are the first-place team getting ready for a match against Austin FC. Austin is currently tied for fifth with San Jose in the West. We look forward to it, 830, Y98 FM. We can't wait, Lutz Fan and Steel, and thanks for the visit. Thank you so much the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, joining us every Sunday at this time. Great to hear from him. I decided to offer an off day to John Mosellock, who has been very loyal to the show. He has joined us through tough times this season, pretty much every Sunday, and answered all of our questions. And uh, I offered the off day, and I think he rightfully should take it, and he did. So here we are in an off day on Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals are not playing, but we will 
take your phone calls. We heard Ollie Marmel say he is starting Adam Wainwright making his next start, which looks like it's going to be Thursday against the Mets. That's where they have him penciled in. Of course, that could change, but he did say he will start for us at home. That is based on his conversation on KMOX with Matt Pauley last hour. We'll take your calls on the Cardinals next at 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, Anything you want to get into with this club, we certainly can in 2024 as well. We're also going to hear from the winner of the APGA, Ascension APGA tournament here in St. Louis. That happened last week. And we'll tell you about a big event that is coming to benefit a wonderful organization that's on the way before we get out of here, here on sports on a Sunday morning, coming up on 1130. We're sponsored by gray bar. I'm Tom Ackerman. And we'll be right back. Good to have you with us. It's 1133. We have continued on with sports on a Sunday morning on this off day, a nice day to sort of regroup and talk all kinds of sports. We're going to get back into baseball, but anything else you want to talk about, you can at 314-436-7900. You can call in now, 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. We are live on Twitch and uh, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all kinds of things, and I'm looking at some comments there as well. So I will relay those as necessary. Let's go right to the phone calls, though. People have been waiting. This is Jack. You're on KMOX. Great to have you. Oh, Yes. I was just calling in on regarding the Cardinals season. Go ahead. Yes. Don't listen to yourself. Just listen to me in the phone. We're good. Turn your radio down. I, I was just paying attention to the way the season's just unraveling. Um, it's just a shame that it's bad. And I just don't understand. Like there's no leadership. All the players are always played in a different position, sometimes in the outfield. Uh, we just lost him. Okay. Uh, well, let me comment on no, – uh, turn your radio down if you would, and then I'm going to wait till we get your phone connection established a little bit better, and I'll bring you back in. Let me comment on that. Um, the leadership on this team is there. I think we see a great leader in Nolan Arenado who continues to work with players like Lars Newtbar to make them better. And I think by example, he and Goldschmidt are great leaders, and that's why the Cardinals had uh, no interest in moving them. They are important pieces for the future of this team to learn how to win the right way. I think that they lost big leaders in Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols, who also served in that role. And I think in particular, the Yadier Molina loss was felt throughout this organization, both on the field and off, both in the dugout and in the bullpen. I mean, everywhere. The Yadier Molina loss was a big one. And to be able to recover and make up for all the things that he did is important to note. I agree with you that I think there has been inconsistency in putting a lineup out on the field. I think that some of that has to do with injury. I think some of that has to do with performance. I think they thought that their starting outfield was going to be Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, and Dylan Carlson. As it turns out, they had injuries right away, and they had to adjust, and they brought in Jordan Walker, 
to start. He had a great spring training. Then they sent him away to the minors to work on things, brought him right back, and he's been learning on the job and actually looks really good doing it. I think in the infield, you have so many infielders. Paul DeYoung's playing at shortstop. Now he's with the Blue Jays, but he was playing a lot. Not a great defensive player, adequate. Not a great offensive player, but with power. And they just plugged him in there because, again, they're dealing with a lot of different players all at once. Edmund uh, had to go out and play center field just to get the center field job uh, locked down, get somebody out there who could play it. Uh, they had second base. Gorman's there, but you know Gorman against lefties early on, they didn't love that. Then they started to bring in him more against lefties, and now he's proven that he can hit pretty much everybody. Uh, he's grown into the job. Donovan's hurt out for the year. So that clarifies a couple of things in the middle infield, but he is a player who you can play a whole bunch. And then on top of all that, you have Mason Wynn coming, and Wynn's got to play shortstop and play it all the time. So to me, if he's going to start at shortstop next year, you have some decisions to make on what your middle infield is going to look like. I, I am with you on this one in that I think that the Cardinals would benefit from having a regular lineup playing every day together. I know that, you know, we all talk about flexibility and depth, but that's in case of a problem. To me, I have a regular lineup and a regular offensive and defensive alignment that I'm rolling with. And the Cardinals, unfortunately, had so many moving parts this year and injuries that they could never capture that regular lineup, even at catcher. I mean, Wilson Contreras was pulled out of there for a a period of time and then back in thank goodness for Andrew Kisner being ready to go because Yvonne Herrera wasn't but now here comes Herrera he's starting to hit and starting to look the part so what do you do with him so they have some decisions absolutely to make about what they're going to look like consistently but we all know that that's not the big problem of this team the big problem of this team was they didn't have pitching and they didn't have starting pitching and their bullpen gave games away if the bullpen doesn't blow that many saves I got to tell you, they might still be in this thing with some of the blown games that they had. If you add those up, they're a lot closer than you think, as rough as this has been. Uh, let's go to who else you got, Jim? Let's go to Jim on KMOX. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey how are you doing? Good. How's it, how's it going? Great. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the zoo football. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised by what they've got. I think they've been really, really upgrading their um, their recruiting. I think with these new coaches are coming in with a much higher caliber of recruit, and I and I think they really return a, a team that's going to be deep. Um, I like the idea of Brady Cook starting this year because I've seen so many SEC players when they're in their sophomore junior year they start coming of age and they start doing things they didn't do so well as freshmen. Um, he's going to get a big push from Sam Horn and. Jake Garcia, but I, I think Brady Cook will be the starter. I think they're solid at running back, and, they, and they've just got a lot of, lot of linemen, offense and defense, that can really play SEC football. So uh, I'm not going to be surprised, if they, especially in the first half of the schedule. It's, it's not really difficult. The second half is a killer. But I think if they can win all the games in the first half, I think they, they'll be bowl-bound this year. I think it's a good assessment, Jim. I mean, I like their coaching staff. I think that they have some good up-and-coming coordinators. I think they have a very good defensive uh, unit, really, overall. I, I think their defense is good. I think it's one of the best in the SEC, actually. And if Cook does start a quarterback, I'm good with that. Experience, stability, 
Don't turn the ball over and make mistakes. That's what you want. As enticing as Sam Horn's arm is, I think you want to see somebody with some SEC experience get the job done. And by the way, I'd like to see how he does under uh, the new coordinator, Kirby Moore. And I would like to see with the uh, wide receivers that he has to work with, what that's going to look like. Luther Burden in the slot, Theo Weiss on the outside, and maybe going inside and outside and wherever he wants. He was a great recruit to Oklahoma, but just stalled for whatever reason in their offense and and injuries as well. Uh, But I think they've got a shot to score some points. I do think they're going to keep teams somewhat reasonably at bay. I think their, their defense is pretty darn good. So, and, and not to mention they have one of the better kickers in the league. So, you know, they, they do have a chance to keep these games close and tight and we'll see what comes out of it. I appreciate the phone call. Who else is there? Drew, is there another one there? Joe, Yeah, we got Joe. Let's go to Joe. We had Jack, Jim and Joe got to start with <laughs> hey. a Jay on this show. Hi, Joe. Uh, yeah. I'd like to make a comment about the Cardinals this past season. You know, in a lot of ways, I think the season, uh, all we heard of is about Wainwright's 200 victories. Who cares about Wainwright's 200 victories? You're going to throw him out there every five days and let him get blasted? What effect does that have on the rest of the team? It's a downer. It's a morale loss to see him go to play Friday night. How many runs did he get up in the first inning? Yeah, too many. Yep. Nine. I think it's time for him to go now. And if he was a man like everybody thinks he was, why didn't he go out with Pujols and Yachty last year instead of staying staying for this next season? Well, you don't have to, like, you know, threaten the guy's manhood if he was a man. I mean, come on. So because he wants to keep playing and thought that he still had it, uh, I will agree that I personally would rather see him if he's going to get 200. I'd like to see it the easy way. He won't like it. And it sounds like Ollie Marmel, well, doesn't sound like Ollie Marmel just said on KMOX last hour that he's going to start him again. So brace yourselves for that. And if he can get through it, that would be amazing. I mean, I, I'd be all for it. Uh, he's one of the greatest Cardinals of all time. If it were me, I might give him an easier route. And I would have somebody like Zach Thompson or someone else start the game, get him a possible lead and then put him in there and let him work maybe the middle of the game because it seems like early in the games he's getting lit up. And, you know, I think he said himself the other day that he's just hot coming out. Perhaps it would benefit him to to come in. Crowd roars. He comes in, gets the love that he deserves. Maybe he works a couple of innings, gets himself in position for the win. But, again, he won't like that because, you know, he's Wainwright. Uh, he, yeah. he Wait, uh, hold on. So, he you know, he's... He's pushing forward. He's trying to be the vintage Adam Wainwright one more time. He still believes that he can do it one more time and take it down the stretch. So we're just going to have to deal with it and uh, live with that decision because that's the way it is. They're not going to win. Uh, They're not going to make the postseason. So they're letting the guy finish out the way he wants to finish out. I will add that, you know, it doesn't always end in a storybook fashion for everybody. Baseball does not care what you have done. 
Baseball is an unforgiving sport that will beat you down and will expose you in the end, unless your name is Albert Pujols. That's the exception to the rule. But Bob Gibson had a tough end to his career. Willie Mays had a tough end to his career. You can go right down the line, and it is happening to Adam Wainwright. I do hope that he can capture some magic and do it because I think we all really like him. How's that? Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back and have much more sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We're sponsored by Gray Bar. It's great to be along with you. I know we may have a few other callers too, but I do have to take a break. Back in just a moment. Hang on. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We may get to you right after this. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Hey, while I have your attention and before we get back to the calls, I do want to mention that there's a great event that's near and dear to my heart if you would just give me a minute here to talk about it, and that is UCP Heartland. You probably know my great friend Andrew Price, who goes to UCP just about every day. Uh, United Cerebral Palsy. He is, if not KMOX's number one listener, he's in the photo, as Tony LaRusso would say. And they're having a great event uh, that is called the Wing Ding. Uh, it is happening at the factory, and you can go to thefactorystl.com to learn more about it. You can go to ucpheartland.org to learn more about it. It is the Wing Ding, and it is happening here in St. Louis, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Wing Ding is a wing 
not eating contest. It is a wing uh, tasting contest, let's say. We have some incredible restaurants that are coming out to join uh, all of the great folks at UCP, all of our judges. I'll be one of those. I'm going to help MC the festivities, and it's going to be on Tuesday, September 12th at 6 o'clock at the factory. The factory is phenomenal in Chesterfield. Great concert venue, and they are hosting the Wing Ding, which I hope you support, UCP. Come out, buy a few tickets, take your friends, have some beers, eat some wings, talk some ball with me, just like Mike is going to. Mike, you are on KMOX. Great to have you. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Tom. Uh, first, can you send some of that cooler weather to Sarasota? Uh, <laughs> Is it blazing it. down there? Uh, I'm walking right now, and I'm about to keel over, but uh, oh, I'll try man. to get my comment out here. Uh, it's hot. Um, so, I, you know, that caller, I, I did a 180 on the Adam Wainwright thing uh, within the last hour uh, as I was listening to the program and some of the comments from folks. And that last gentleman, with all due respect, to question Wainwright's manhood is just uh, appalling. Um, he's done so much for the organization. This season is a lost cause. Um, a lot of things happen. Everybody's frustrated. Um, I think that he ought to go out on his own terms. He should be able to take the ball whenever he feels he's able and give him a shot at doing the 200 wins. And I just think this organization – owes it to him. He's been loyal for a long time. Remember the Beltran strikeout back in the day and all the starts that helped us win another World Series. And uh, I really think we, we, we owe it to him. To, if, he, if he's And I think he's, 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 a, he's the type of guy that if he feels like he's going to be a detriment to the team, he's not going to go out there. So let him make that decision. And if he wants to go out, give him the ball. I think it's a good thought, and stay cool down there in Sarasota, Mike. I, I really, really like Adam Wainwright, and I just want the best for him, and I would love to have him get that 200 and go out with a smile and one last time get the love and roar from Bush Stadium. They're going to give it to him whether he gets 200 or not, but I don't want to see him go out you know, with a frown and being sad. I want him to see him finish strong, and I totally understand why people are irritated, but at the same time, like as, as just mentioned, now the season is not going to turn around. So have some fun with it and hope that he can recapture something. Look, I, again, I, if it were me, I'd, I'd, it's not cheating. It's, you know, just get him a quicker path and easier path to 200 by having an opener and then put him in. He could get cheered on when he walks onto the mound and off. I don't know. I mean, let have a little fun with it, but that doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But I will say that, you know, we don't really get to say how players end their careers. Yeah, the player does. You know, we have, I know that when Michael Jordan hit the shot against the Utah Jazz and then retired, that it was like, yes, that's it, the storybook ending. And when he came back and joined the Wizards, everybody's like, huh, the Wizards, what? This is wrong. This isn't right. What do you mean it's not right? It, 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 he wants to play basketball. Who cares? Let him finish it. He's earned that. You know, I remember Emmett Smith playing for the Cardinals, and people are like, oh, this is, it doesn't look right. Well, it's, you're not Emmett Smith. He wants to finish a certain way. You know, the player wants to finish a certain way. It's not us to de- – I know we all want the story, but it's not really us to determine how a player should finish his or her career. 
Uh, let me, uh, I don't know if I have time for another one because I got to get to this interview. So I apologize for the, the rest of the callers who have been waiting. Um, but I do want to highlight something as we leave you today, and that is the APGA. Uh, what they are doing to grow diversity in the game of golf is something very special. Uh, they held the Ascension APGA tournament here in St. Louis, and KMOX's Dan Reardon was there. And he filed this interview with the wire-to-wire winner. Chase Johnson, a chance to visit with you on KMOX, the winner of the APGA Ascension Classic here in St. Louis, 11 under par total. First of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, earlier this year, you rode the shipping tournament into the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. Mm-hmm. How much of a magnet was the fact that this is a tour exemption in terms of coming to St. Louis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, uh, it's always nice when you get to play a fantastic event um, in itself, and then you have the bonus of getting the PGA Tour exemption. So um, this week was uh, incredible, and it was nice to kind of bring the same energy I brought the ship in to the Ascension this week. You play a 36-hole event on a 6,500-yard course. Is this almost like drag racing in, in terms of golf? This is pedal to the metal all the way through the two days? 100%. Um, the course is fantastic. It was in great shape this week. But if you're driving it well, you definitely have the ability to score. But if you're off by a little bit, you can really get penalized out here. So it was really nice that I was able to drive it well, and short game was pretty good. And I missed a lot of putts this week, but fortunately it was enough to make enough to get it done. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the defenses that, of course, this shard has? Um, the greens are very slopey out here, so you have to be on the correct side, which then you have to uh, place your ball off the tee in the correct spot. Um, to give yourself the best angle to use the slopes on the green. So, um, like, the slightest miscalculation, and you can be on defense for the entire hole. And uh, that's you just have to place it from the tee to start. Essentially, you go wire to wire. I think your first bogey is the 27th hole, I Mm. think, that you have your first bogey. Do you know your position in the field as you're playing this? Are you able to use your phone or track what you're doing? We are, but I never look at my phone. Uh, I usually only ever check on the 18th hole because um, my game, my mindset and my game plan doesn't change. Um, I'm a very aggressive player, and my goal is to make birdies, and especially when I start the day off with the lead, uh, the more birdies I make, it's going to be harder for people to catch me. So I just stay patient, play my own game, and, and try and make as many as possible, and then on the last hole I usually kind of take a look coming down to see um, where we're at. And I, and I mentioned Rock and Mar- Mortgage, and that was your first cut. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the PGA Tour. And we talked about, you know, racing through this kind of golf course over two days. How much of a change in philosophy or management if you're playing over a four-day t- tournament, potentially? Uh, honestly, the game plan for me personally stays the same. Uh, every round, you know, I my ultimate goal in my head is every hole I've, for however many holes I've played, I want to have at least half that many birdies. So my goal every round is to try to make at least nine birdies. Um, whether that happens or not, you know, hit or miss. But... Uh, same thing in a four-day event, and that's especially at events like Rocket Mortgage when you see Tony Fianau set like a tournament record last year, Ricky won this year at 24-under in a three-way playoff. So um, the four, just because it's four days, the race, the pedal to the metal doesn't change. And then a final question for me, it's sort of an odd question. What, from playing in PGA Tour events, I mean, there's a huge world of difference between playing in an APGA event and the PGA Tour. What is one thing about playing in a PGA Tour event that people wouldn't know that you discovered? Um... Uh, patience and uh, just being clean Uh, like you don't have to play great but when you keep the bogeys off the card and just take care of business and do the things you're supposed to do like for bombers you take care of the fives you handle your par threes and make pars on them and then you're going to make one or two birdies on the fours 
and when you think about it that way, um, that usually leads to four to six under rounds pretty easily. So those guys just do a really good job of keeping it simple. Chase Johnson, I'll congratulate you. I know for an event like this, you hope not to be back as a reigning champion because you want to be someplace else, but congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Chase Johnson, the winner of the Ascension APGA tournament at Glen Echo, thanks to KMOX's Dan Reardon for that. Uh, really nice interview there and a really great uh, organization. Really, really special. Uh, Colin Morikawa who has uh, some uh, background and has roots in Lahaina, has pledged that he will donate $1,000 each time he makes a birdie for Hawaii Fires Relief in Maui. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, I, I, our producer, Drew Young, just drew my attention to that. I appreciate that. Colin Morikawa is donating. I hope that others do the same, and I hope that we do keep Maui and the people in Lahaina in our thoughts because I'm sure you're aware of this by now with all of the coverage, but it is not a wealthy area. Uh, wealthy vacationers go there, yes, but it is mostly in poverty to begin with. They didn't have resources to begin with, and now they have over 80 people dead in Maui and Lahaina, and people are desperate. They are scrambling. Please help them. Thanks for joining us. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Enjoy your off day. Go do something fun. We'll catch up with you tomorrow when the Cardinals take on the Oakland A's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.